Hey, Redshirts listeners, before we get started today, I just wanted to let everyone know about the Sin of Our Fathers podcast. Chances are that you own an overhyped member of the Cleveland Browns. Maybe you're a Nick Chubb owner, have Baker on your bench, are playing the long game with Kareem Hunt, or maybe you just hate yourself and actually like the Cleveland Browns. Whatever the case, please take a listen to our friends, the Coon Brothers. They are lifelong Browns fans, born and raised, inheriting their fandom from their father and his father before him. It's the Sin of Our Fathers podcast, a weekly deep dive into everything Cleveland Browns, Brought to you by three brothers that have been through it all. Trust the process and subscribe to the Sins of Our Fathers podcast. Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. And welcome in to another injury recap episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going to go through every injury from week five, highlight the biggest injuries to the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end position. And then at the end of the episode, we'll go through uh, some updates from players that were injured in previous weeks. For those of you who don't uh, know the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast, first of all, thanks for checking us out. Second of all, I'll just introduce myself. My name is Matthew Betts, one of the co-hosts of Red Shirts Fantasy Football, and uh, I'm a sports and orthopedic physical therapist. So while other podcasts claim to bring something unique to the table, we actually do in that I am a, a sports PT. I see a lot of these injuries in the clinic. Okada is an NFL insider uh, working at NFL Network. So we try to bring you guys um, everything from injuries to you know behind the scenes kind of information to special uh, stats and info and, and that kind of thing. So we're trying to be different. And because of that, we're not going to provide waiver shows this season. We're going to mostly focus on injury recaps during the early part of the week. And then Okada and I will sit down later in the week to do our other two podcasts. You can catch the next one this Thursday. So without further ado, let's get over into the injury recap from week five. Let's start at the quarterback position and we have to start with Mason Rudolph. And obviously by now everyone has probably seen the hit. Um, very scary situation where Mason Rudolph was scrambling to his left, took a hit from behind and then a hit to the helmet and kind of right to the face mask in front. He kind of got sandwiched between two Ravens and immediately you could see he went unconscious body was pretty much limp, fell to the turf, slammed his head against the turf. And you could see, uh, his right arm and his left arm went into what we refer to as posturing where there's a rigidity in the arms and basically it's a, a complete spasm and that always signals concussion. So no surprise here for Mason Rudolph. He finds himself in the concussion protocol. It was a scary situation. I mean, you could see him down um, unconscious for several minutes, teammates visibly upset, Juju Smith-Schuster crying at one point. Um, really, really scary, but so thankful that he is okay. Went to the hospital last night, which that usually does happen when these athletes lose consciousness. Unfortunately, was released uh, later that evening and was able to go home. But undoubtedly, he's in the concussion protocol. He won't play next week. Uh, that is week six. They've already announced that. So Mason Rudolph is going to be out for at least one week. I would not be shocked to see him linger with symptoms here with a concussion uh, for multiple weeks. So no lock to play uh, in week seven either, but definitely out for week six. Next on the list here at the quarterback position, Patrick Mahomes. 
You could see him re-injure his left ankle on Sunday Night Football. Remember, this is the same ankle he had that minor ankle sprain on in week one. Obviously aggravated that last night and was really affected. Um, got tape on the ankle in the second half and came back and just was never the same. I mean, you could see his mobility was really affected. He wasn't extending plays the way he normally does. And, you know, escaping pressure is what makes him so special to be able to make those crazy throws down the field. So obviously that's a huge thing for him. I do think he's limited in practice this week, but I still think he plays next week in week six. You just have to ask yourself, you know, is he going to be the same Mahomes given this ankle injury? I would say probably not. I I still think he's going to be fine. Like he'll be effective, but he may not be able to extend the play what he normally does. And that could affect uh, some of his deep balls down the field. So obviously you're starting Patrick Mahomes because he's Patrick Mahomes, but you might want to temper expectations a little bit next week. On to the running back position here. David Johnson um, is dealing with back pain and, you know, we'll call it an injury, quote unquote, but really this is just... um, kind of him dealing with an aggravation of his lower back pain so right now we can't really speak to it as if it's you know an ankle sprain or a shoulder dislocation like there's no specific diagnosis right now but he's dealing with lower back pain and this happened in the first half uh, on Sunday basically after the game you know the coaching staff kind of said yeah he was limited he was dealing with pain he was trying to play uh, through pain in the second half and I think that's why we saw a little bit more Chase Edmonds than we normally do after the game reportedly David Johnson was struggling to even sit down in his locker to talk to reporters and anecdotally seeing patients with low back pain on a a pretty high frequency day to day sitting is usually a painful position when you have an acute disc injury so your spine has um, you know vertebrae that are separated by a disc in between that disc usually causes pain with sitting and flexed postures such as bending uh, sitting you know that kind of thing tying your shoes all that sort of stuff so this could be a, a situation where David Johnson actually does miss week six. The team has come out saying they're going to limit his workload this week in practice. Don't be shocked to see two DNPs next to his name on Wednesday and Thursday. He will need to get in at least some work, I think, on Friday for him to be ready for the week six matchup with the Falcons. But to be honest with you, there's no way he's going to be 100% before next Sunday. Next running back to talk about here is Wayne Gallman, who exited early with a concussion. Um, not too much to say about this. The Giants play on Thursday night this week, so he is going to be out. It's extremely rare for a player to clear concussion protocol in just four days, so Gallman will be out for this Thursday night football matchup. Um, but that brings uh, one positive piece of injury news here with Saquon Barkley, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Darren Sproles is the next running back on the list to get injured in week five. He suffered a strained quadriceps. Um, For Sproles, he wasn't really on anyone's fantasy radar, but he is going to be out at least one week with this injury, and that could open the door for Miles Sanders to be the team's primary receiving back. The other thing here for Sproles is that he was the Eagles' punt returner, uh, so they're going to have to find a new returner moving forward. Like I said, out at least one week, but he could potentially be out for longer. And we know how these soft tissue injuries can be. Exhibit A, look at uh, T.Y. Hilton, who missed a couple of weeks there after aggravating his quad injury. On to the wide receiver position, Philip Dorsett and Sammy Watkins, two players dealing with hamstring strains for Dorsett. uh, It happened during the game pretty early, uh, ended up with a zero in terms of fantasy points because of how early it happened. I do expect him to sit for this Thursday night football matchup. Again, soft tissue injury on a short week, it's it's really hard to trust uh, a player like Dorsett 
even if he is somehow active, which I don't think he is, he should not be in your lineup. The teams that play on Thursday night always submit an injury report on Mondays, uh, basically kind of showing the league what they would do if they would practice. So the teams don't actually practice on Monday. They still re- report you know, what their player would be, whether it's out um, or limited or full, what have you. But Dorsett today was listed as a, a DNP, did not practice. So won't be shocked to see him sit this week uh, on a short week on Thursday Night Football. As I said, Sammy Watkins also dealing with the hamstring strain. And this one really isn't too surprising. I mean, he, he landed on the injury report late in the week, I believe it was Thursday, with that hamstring issue, and then tried to play through it on Sunday night, and clearly was not able to do it, only played two snaps. So uh, these types of injuries can really linger, as we've seen in the past. I would not be shocked to see Sammy Watkins sit for at least one week. They play the Texans next week in week six, and Patrick Mahomes could be without Sammy Watkins. He might get another receiver back, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Next player on the list at the wide receiver position, Sterling Shepard. And this one came out uh, on Monday. So this is not something that everyone knew about on Sunday. This came out today on Monday. He is now in the concussion protocol and has already been ruled out for Thursday Night Football. And this is a situation where we really need to take a a longer-term approach at this concussion. You've seen me talk about concussions, especially in uh, my articles and on the podcast, about how it's a non-linear process, meaning getting back on the field doesn't just always, your symptoms don't always improve day to day. There is setback that can happen and there uh, can be recurrence of symptoms even after you start to improve. And for Sterling Shepard, the reason I bring that up is because this is his second concussion in just four weeks. The research right now is is suggesting that players who have concussions that are very close together, uh, which this definitely is, it always takes longer for the concussion to resolve, meaning for Sterling Shepard here, I think it's very realistic for him to be out multiple weeks. I would not be shocked to see him sit in the next two games for the Giants. Um, so if you're a Sterling Shepard owner, I would plan for that to happen again. He is already ruled out for Thursday Night Football. Next receiver on the list, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, dealing with a minor ankle injury. Uh, the team is calling him day-to-day. He kind of went up for a, a touchdown reception, took a hit, and kind of tweaked his ankle in a funny way. Went to the locker room for evaluation and was listed as questionable to return. He ended up coming back on the field, and you could see him on the sideline with his helmet on, kind of uh, doing some some light drills, keeping himself loose and ready in case he would be needed in the game. He, he sent it, ended up sitting for about two quarters and then actually did return to play later in the game. So I do believe this is pretty minor. But again, don't be shocked to see Marquise Brown listed on the team's injury report uh, this week. I do still think he has a shot to play, though. Uh, in this matchup next player here James Washington dealing with an AC joint sprain he was seen today on Monday with a sling on his shoulder Um, the team is also calling it a separated shoulder which those two terms are interchangeable the separated shoulder and the AC joint sprain are the exact same injury the issue here is that we don't know the severity meaning I'm not sure if it's a grade one grade two or grade three and that matters for projecting his recovery because grade one is is pretty mild. It just means that there was um, a, a small stretch in the ligament. Those can resolve within a week. A grade three is a complete tear of the ligaments that this is referring to. And those can take uh, anywhere from about six to eight weeks and be a lot more of a cumbersome rehab, obviously. The research right now suggests grade three injuries do pretty well without surgery, but it does take longer to heal. So for James Washington, we're going to have to really monitor 
what the practice reports show because if he's not practicing at all this week, I think we can probably safely say this is more of a grade two or a grade three. If he does start to practice this week, I would say it's more in the Vance McDonald uh, realm where he only missed one week uh, with an AC joint injury. So again, watch the practice reports. I'll update you guys on Thursday's podcast. On to the tight end position here. James O'Shaughnessy uh, tore his ACL in his left knee. He is out for the year. Again, this guy was not really on anyone's fantasy radar, uh, but he did have a pretty decent day on Sunday against the Panthers before going out with injury. Uh, Obviously, he is going to undergo surgery. He's done for the year. He'll be placed on injured reserve. This opens up some playing time and a few targets for Jeff Swaim um, and obviously opens up some more targets there in the passing game for other options uh, at the receiver position, namely DJ Chark and D.D. Westbrook. Okay, that does it for the recap from Week 5. I do want to spend a few minutes here at the end just kind of highlighting some key updates from other players that have been dealing with injury um, and kind of projecting them moving forward. So let's start again at the quarterback position. Let's circle back to Sam Darnold, who was practicing in a limited capacity last week. The team actually came out saying that they believed he was going to be activated to play on Sunday against the Eagles. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, but I think it just tells you that he's getting close. And the issue here is coming off of mono. By now, you've probably heard that spleen, which is a huge organ in your body, it's major for uh, bodily function, enlarges. And so when that happens, if you take a direct shot to that organ, it can have some serious long-term health complications there. So that's why the the Jets are being pretty conservative with Darnold. The other issue is it zaps your, your energy. You really do have to take a couple of weeks to get back into shape and really um, get your energy levels back. So for Darnold, you know, it's no surprise that he sat last week. I would have been absolutely shocked if he played. But given that he was starting to practice last week, I do think we see him this week in week six against the Cowboys. One other quarterback to update you all on, Mitch Trubisky obviously injured his shoulder last week. It was his left shoulder. He tore the labrum in his shoulder and didn't play uh, this past Sunday against the Raiders. I do think he returns in week seven. And the reason I say week seven is because the Bears are on bye next week. So obviously that's, that's great news for them. They get an extra week to heal and rest up. And with Trubisky, you know, this is definitely a situation where he won't be 100% in two weeks, but he will play with a brace on his shoulder, much like his teammate Anthony Miller did last season when he dislocated his shoulder. And he can still be effective uh, because of the fact that Trubisky doesn't really need to raise his left arm overhead. So for me, from a performance standpoint, this is not really an issue at all moving forward. Just kind of a word of caution uh, that he may be a little bit more limited and maybe a little bit more hesitant to take a hit on his left shoulder. So Trubisky historically has been known for his scrambling ability, some of his rushing mobility. I think we might see that eased back in in the first two to three weeks when he gets back on the field. But as far as throwing the football, he should be totally fine. Again, he will be back in week seven. On to the running back position. Devin Singletary has missed the last three weeks with a hamstring strain. It came down to the wire this week as a game-time decision. I'm pretty happy with the the Bills medical staff in that they actually sat their rookie running back, which, you know, we've seen historically teams try to push their players to get back on the field. So good on the Bills for really being conservative with Singletary. I think he's a big part of their offense moving forward. Um, The team is on bye this week. So again, very smart move. You give a player a full month to recover from a hamstring strain, and he is going to be fine moving forward. So I do think Singletary is going to be full go starting in week seven. 
one of my favorite buy low candidates right now because again he hasn't played in a few weeks frank gore has gotten all of the workload uh but singletary again was a game time decision so he is close he gets two weeks now to rest and and really rehab and get back on the field for me he is going to be fine rest of season the biggest name on this list saquon barkley man this guy is not a human being i will say that absolutely crushing his rehab and going against everything we know from a rehab timeline perspective these high ankle sprains, you know, typically last about a month at least and and oftentimes longer. Saquon Barkley has a legitimate pl- chance to play on Thursday night football. Now, is that the right choice as far as his long-term health? I would still argue probably not, given that the injury risk is there if he plays too early. But you could see some videos of him running last week in practice, doing some light cutting, um, doing a little bit of limited work with the trainers on the sideline. He practiced, uh, well, I shouldn't say he practiced. The team listed him as a limited participant as if they would have practiced today on Monday. So really what he does on Tuesday, I think, is going to tell us a story. If he's limited again, I think he has a real shot to play this week. Um, and obviously, if he, they list him as full, he will play this week. For me, I just hope they're smart because despite the fact that he is really a freak of nature when it comes to uh, a performance standpoint and being able to rehab and get back so soon... You really have to understand the Thursday night football game allows him to have an extra week and a half of recovery for week seven. So if I was, you know, the, the on the training staff there for the Giants, I would say probably the better play to let him sit. But obviously now there's this added pressure, Gallman out with concussion. They might get him back out there sooner than they would have liked to. Um, we'll see what happens there with Saquon Barkley. But again, he has a chance to play this Thursday night against the Patriots. On to the wide receiver position here. A.J. Green already ruled out for week six. I think that tells you the story. We're still not very close with A.J. Green. I think it's going to be another couple of weeks before he's back out there on the field. Last Monday night, you saw him doing some light work uh, in the agility ladder. You saw him doing some light jogging, but he's not even close to putting full pressure on his foot, not even close to cutting. Like it's, It's pretty... You know, it's it's pretty far away until he's back on the field. Uh, the team is on bye in week nine, so I would not be shocked to see them wait until then to get him back out there. Uh, so again, still a few weeks away in my opinion. Next receiver here, Tyreek Hill has a shot to play this week against Houston. Um, we saw him doing some limited work in practice last week, and everyone that saw the videos of him working out said, oh my gosh, he looks great. And I just want to caution people and say, yeah, of course he does. There was no lower body injury, so he's still going to look the same. He's still going to run at an extremely fast speed. He's still going to be able to cut uh, and do all those things. The only issue here is contact. So the the safety that has to be there for that clavicle is really important, or his collarbone. He needs to have the ability to take a direct hit to that bone without having a worry of it dislocating backwards towards his major blood vessels. So that is a medical issue. The team will keep evaluating him each day. But again, he started to practice last week. I would not be shocked to see him play this week. There's also a scenario where he sits one more week. So I think he's very, very close. He could play this week, but it may not be this week. It could be next. Last player here, Devontae Adams, uh, obviously dealing with turf toe. There was no shot he was ever going to play last week. I would be shocked to see him play this week, uh, just two weeks removed from injury. We know that those types of injuries, the turf toe, can linger for several weeks, and we saw it last year with A.J. Green. So 
My hope is that this, the Packers sit him for one more week, really get him healthy and get him right. The tricky situation here is this is a Monday night football game this week against the Lions, so we're not going to have a practice report on Adams until Thursday when the team is required to submit their first practice report to the NFL. So uh, we'll be kind of questioning what's what's going to happen here for the next few days. I would predict he doesn't play, but again, practice reports here are going to tell us the story uh, as far as what happens on Monday Night Football. All right, everyone, that does it for the Week 5 injury recap. I'll be back on Thursday to discuss all this with you again and update you on practice reports uh, and all that sort of thing. So look for that episode to drop on Thursday. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a rating and review on your podcast app. Uh, We would greatly appreciate it. And before I get out of here, I just want to remind everyone about our sponsor, Fantasy Go. FantasyGo.com is a fantastic place for you to get fantasy football help. Uh, Basically, what it is is you can link your Yahoo account to this website. And when you create an account, you, you put your information in for your Yahoo league. And then you can hire an analyst to go in to your league, set your lineup, make waiver wire moves, um, you know, discuss trades. There's all sorts of options. And basically it's all behind the scenes. So, you know, your league mates won't know that someone else is doing it for you, which can be a huge advantage. So if you're one and four, if you're two and three and you need help, search for Matthew B. That's me, obviously in the marketplace on fantasygo.com and let's go get you some wins for a few dollars uh, a week. We do it all for you. So fantasygo.com, check it out. All right, everyone, until next time, uh, go ahead and check us out online at redshirtsfantasyfootball.com. Find Okada on Twitter at Matt Okada. Find me on Twitter at TheFantasyPT. And until next time, wear the red shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com.